Welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, how are you doing today? I hope that you're having an amazing day and that you are having a wonderful week. My day has been going great. Now, I'm going to say I feel like I can conquer the world. However, I have been going to the gym and I've been working out, like really working out. Like, not just working out where you just go walk on the treadmill, listen to some music for like 15, 20 minutes. Like, okay, I'm done at a speed of maybe three. Like, I have really been working out. I've been getting on the treadmill. I've been doing, like, low and high intensity, putting the speed up high, low. I've really been going at it. I've been working on arms and legs, and I have really been working out. I am sore, okay? I'm sore. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. My whole body hurts. But I am happy that I'm getting results, and I'm going to the gym. I'm eating healthier and doing the things that I know I should be doing. It's funny because I never realized how many different machines they had at the gym because I only went on the treadmill, um, maybe the elliptical machine and the bike because in the bike you can sit down and you can just pedal for hours and listen to music and watch television and not really worry about it. So those were pretty much the only machines I went on. And occasionally I would try to throw in some weightlifting. Well, I can't really call it weightlifting because it was just like when you sit, do you know that machine where you sit down and it's like the bar up and you just lift the weights up and down? I would do that one. But now, since I'm trying to change things up, I've been working on the machines where you have to, like, work your leg muscles. I've been going, of course, I'm still doing the one where you lift the weights, but I'm also good on other machines where you have to push the weights forward or actually getting real weights, you know, and lifting them up and doing sets. So I have been working, and I'm really excited about what I'm doing. I've been eating less chips. Okay, I have cut back on the chips, but... Even with that being said, I haven't eaten chips. Maybe like, well, these chips don't have cheese, or I can eat this amount. I've been trying to eat like the serving size, but now I've just been completely cutting it out and just going with fruits, vegetables, drinking more water. And I find that I have more energy and I have more stamina, so I can work out longer and I can work out at a higher intensity for a longer period of time. So I think this is something that I plan to include in my lifestyle. I'm really loving it. And it's something about spring and summer where I really feel energized. Now I feel energized in the winter but something about the spring and the summer where it's invigorating where it's invigorating for me and I just feel amazing. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. So I have been having an awesome day. Everything's been going great over here. And I just want to take some time to say thank you guys all for hanging out with me last week and listening to the Name Change episode. We had an amazing guest, Jay Schiffman, who is the host of Choose Your Struggle podcast. And we had an amazing conversation. Now, when I first started to talk to him, um, when we first started the interview, I had a list of questions I was going to ask and certain things we were going to talk about. But as the conversation progressed and we just started to talk, I just realized that we had a lot of good content, and so I kept everything interviewed. So we had an amazing conversation. For those of you who did not hear that conversation and who did not hear the episode of the podcast, it's not too late. You can go back and listen to that episode right now. Well, no, not right now. Listen to this episode first, then you can go back and listen to that episode. Now, that episode is called Interview with Jay Schiffman. I would also like to encourage you to come join our Facebook group. And guys, I know I've been telling you forever we have a group. You know we have a group. But it's not the same without you. So, come on over. 
be a part of us, join the group. This is where we get a chance to discuss things like relationships, mental health, health, wellness, um, anything you want to really talk to me about, you can find me in the group. I am there, okay? So I usually try to post something once or twice a day, but if I, even if I, I usually do, but I can always check and see if you left me a message or anything and I can respond directly to you in the group. We do have a Facebook page and you can go check that out too. But if you want more time with me and more time to talk and communicate and connect, I would say the group is the way to go, but you can also reach me on the page as well. But come join our group and I can't wait to finally meet you over there. Now, as always, guys, I'm serious. This is not just my podcast. This is our podcast. So if there's anything that you want to talk about, and I don't even care what it is, if there's any, well, yeah considering relationships and mental health and things like that. So if there's anything that you would like to talk about on a podcast or anything that you have questions about or any ideas about episodes you'd like done or you'd like to hear more about a particular topic or subject, just let me know. And you can message me in either two ways. You can message me on the Facebook page or you can message me in the group and let me know and then I will make sure to incorporate it somehow. And I might even do like a Facebook Live addressing your question, answering your question. So if you have anything you want to talk to me about, anything you want me to address, feel free to go over to the Facebook page or to the Facebook group. And you can message me and let me know what it is you want to talk about. If you do that, I promise you that I will incorporate it somehow, some way into the podcast or into a Facebook Live. All right, go do that now. I can't wait to hear from you. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about how to survive a divorce. Usually on the podcast, I talk about things about what you can do to improve your relationship, how you can take steps to save your marriage. But today, I think we should talk about what you can do if you are going through a divorce and you are trying to figure out how you can come out of this being a better version of yourself and feeling whole again. Now, as much as I am a lover of love, I'm also a realist. And I understand that sometimes, no matter how hard you try, your relationship may not work. And it's not saying that it's because of anything you did or something you're not doing right. Sometimes things just don't work out. And no matter how hard you try, there's nothing you can do to fix certain situations. Sometimes marriages are at a point where it's so far gone until they can't bring it back. And sometimes things happen in a relationship that you just cannot deal with or live with or tolerate. And so therefore divorce occurs. There are many reasons why people get divorced and it's okay. It does not mean that you are a failure if your marriage or your relationship does not work out, nor does it mean that you will never find love again. People get divorced for many reasons. For example, some people could get divorced because of infidelity, while other couples may be able to battle through that. Some couples, and I would probably recommend that all couples get a divorce if there's domestic violence, if there's verbal abuse, or emotional abuse, because these things cannot be tolerated, and you have to let that person go. Um, There can be a lack of... Um, compatibility, communication issues, money problems is a real reason why people get divorced. There can also be addictions. And it's not always just drug addiction. It can be drug addiction. It can be a sexual addiction. It can be gambling. There are other addictions out there. It can be a food addiction. There are just so many reasons why people get divorced. And the crazy thing about it is that some people 
are able to work through some of these issues. I've seen couples who have come back from the brink of divorce who have dealt with infidelity. People who thought they weren't compatible found out that they were compatible and that they loved each other. People who had communication issues learned how to communicate. People with money problems worked that out and got their finances straight. People with addictions were able to get off of the drug of their choice. There were reasons, you know, people were able to come back from this. But then there are many cases where people cannot come back from this. And these are just some of the reasons why people get divorced. Now, let me say, getting a divorce is not an easy decision to make, especially if there are children involved. And it's one of those things where I know people always say try to work things out. But sometimes things just can't be worked out. And I think that you need to know within yourself whether you've given it your all, you've tried, and whether, you know, you just cannot do this anymore. I decided to do this episode. I have a friend. She's currently going through a divorce. And right now, she's having a very difficult time. And I guess everyone thinks of the same thing. Like, you know, people feel a sense of stigma behind it sometimes. They feel like they're a failure. And I want you to know that if this is what you're going through, you are not a failure. There is nothing that you probably could have done to save this. I know people will say, well, you could have tried harder. You could have done this. You could have done that. Well, it's easy to say what you think people should do from the outside looking in. But unless you're in that situation, I don't think any of us have a right to say, you could have tried harder. You should have done this. You should have done this. I don't know. No one knows what you've done or what you tried. And I think it's unfair for any of us to assume that someone should have done something If they're going through a divorce that they didn't do and that's why they're in this situation. So today I wanted to talk about it because regardless of the reason for the divorce, going through a divorce can be emotionally draining. It can be painful for both individuals involved. Many people struggle to find a sense of normalcy after a divorce, while others have a hard time trying to manage everything by themselves. And believe it or not, some people have a hard time adjusting to just being single again. While going through a divorce is is important to understand that all of these emotions that you're feeling are normal and that it's okay to be sad one minute and mad the next. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to feel like you love that person and then a few minutes or maybe a day later feel like you don't love them. It is okay for you to feel all of these things. Now, if this is what you're going through, I can't exactly say that I understand everything because I've not been in your shoes or anything, but what I do know is that you're going through a difficult time. And I think that here are some things that can help you as you go through this process. Now, I always say, when you're going through anything, it's important to acknowledge your feelings and to really feel them. Sometimes I know, well, I'm just going to say for myself, when I'm having, like, when things are not going good and I'm having bad feelings and things are not going well, I have a tendency of pushing away those bad feelings like if I'm sad I'll be like no I'm not gonna cry about it I'm not gonna be sad and I push them away and I refuse to acknowledge them and when I refuse to acknowledge them I refuse to feel them because I'm like okay I'm not gonna be sad I'm gonna do this instead but that is not healthy you have to acknowledge your feelings you have to feel your feelings and you have to give yourself permission to do this it's okay to be sad it's okay to cry It's okay to be angry. It is okay to feel every emotion that you're going through. It's okay to acknowledge these feelings because when you don't acknowledge them, when you don't feel them, all you do is bury them deeper and deeper and deeper. And we all know what happens with buried feelings. They may stay buried or dormant for a while, maybe even for a couple of years, but eventually those feelings will come to the surface. And whether they come to the surface in a new relationship, whether they come to the surface at a point where you think you're doing better, they will come to the surface. And when feelings that have been ignored come to the surface, it's always a bad thing. And I say this because 
it's a bad thing in the sense of it usually is destructive. If you deal with things when you're going through them and deal with things while they're happening, you can acknowledge them. Here's an example. I used to always um, keep my anger in. Like if somebody did something or somebody said something, I'd be like, nope, I'm not going to get mad about it. I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm not going to say anything. And then it would go on and on and on. And then finally, one day, something would happen. And it was crazy because usually what happened was not even a big deal. It was something small. Let's say, for instance, someone didn't say hi to me or something happened. It was really, really small. But I blew up and I blew it all out of proportion because I was angry at that moment. And all of that time of me like trying to keep it under wraps, like I'm not going to get mad, I'm not going to get mad, eventually it blew. And I would get really angry, really upset, and people would be like, I don't know why she got so upset about that. But what they didn't understand is I wasn't mad about that incident in particular. It was just like months of holding this anger in until it finally exploded. Think of it like a volcano. So when we don't acknowledge our feelings and we keep our feelings in, it's like a volcano. It's like you're pushing it down inside. And eventually, all your feelings, all that pressure and all the feelings that you're feeling is going to erupt into a volcano. And when it erupts, it's not a good thing because you're going to say things you don't mean to say. You're going to do things you don't mean to do. And you're not going to be in a rational state of mind to actually deal with what you're feeling. So it is important to acknowledge your feelings and to feel them. So if you're going through a divorce, whatever feelings that you're feeling, it's important for you to acknowledge them and to feel them because you are grieving. And just like anyone who's going through the stages of grief, you have to go through these stages. You need to allow yourself to grieve the loss of the relationship because you have been with this person for a long time, whether it was a year, whether it was months, maybe it was a decade, maybe 15, 20 years, I'm not, I don't know. But it's been a long time. And during this time, you guys have bonded emotionally. You had things together. You've done things together. So this is traumatic. And this is a loss. It's almost like you're losing a loved one because you are. You're losing a relationship. You're losing your hopes. You're losing your dreams. You're losing the way you view your life in the next five or ten years. It is something that is huge. This is a loss for you. And you should allow yourself to grieve this loss. It's almost like we wouldn't tell someone who had a mother or father die and be like, I'll just get over it. You know, no, we would never do that. So you shouldn't expect yourself to get over it either. You should allow yourself the time to grieve. And while you're doing this, you also need to get counseling. Counseling can help, and I say it all the time. I am a huge advocate of counseling. Counseling is helpful. So if you are going through a divorce, it's important to get counseling. And you're getting counseling because you need to grieve, yes, you need to acknowledge your feelings and feel them. And a counselor can help you pinpoint what the feelings are that you're feeling so that you can acknowledge and feel them. They can also help you to find ways to deal with the grief and find productive ways to get through what you're feeling. And to also find ways to look at yourself in the mirror and love who you are. Counseling is an amazing thing and you should definitely get counseling if you are going through a divorce. I would also say don't let the counseling stop with you. If you're going through a divorce and you have kids, get them counseling as well so that you all can be emotionally healthy as you go through this difficult period in your life. Another thing that I think is important for you to do is not to let people tell you how to feel. People are full of opinions. Like, I don't even know what it is. People give solicited advice. They give unsolicited advice. People will just give opinion after opinion after opinion. I know that in my life, people have tried to give me opinions or quote-unquote advice about a whole bunch of things. And at first, I would try to listen, but then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? They don't know what I'm going through. 
and they're not in my shoes, they're not in my situation. And so I got to an age and a time in my point in my life, and I still do this today. I always tell people, if I ask you for advice, please give it. If I don't, I don't want to hear it. So I don't take unsolicited advice because a lot of the times people are based, are basing their advice off of their own feelings and their own emotions and things that they've gone through and their own opinion. And frankly, everyone has an opinion about everything, but you can't listen to everyone's opinion. I would suggest that you find people who are you, you would consider to be your tribe, some friends, um, a handful of people who are close to you, people who you know have your best interests at heart, people who are going to be honest with you and helpful with you and help you and not just constantly rattle off opinions, but just be there for you to listen, be there for you to vent, just be there for you because that's what you need right now. You don't need people telling you your opinions, their opinions on what you should do or how you should feel. So don't let people tell you how to feel. Another thing that I would suggest is that you take some time to forgive. And this forgiveness can go both ways. So you can take some time to forgive yourself because you might feel guilty about the situation you're in, especially if you feel as if you quote-unquote caused the breakup of the marriage. So you need time to forgive yourself. If you feel like the other person was in the wrong and they harmed you and emotionally destroyed you or hurt you in any way, you need time to forgive them. And here's the thing about forgiveness. I know people want to make it sound like it's okay and you can say something like, I forgive you and you're, they're forgiven and you're great. You can go on with life. That's not how that works out. Forgiveness is a process and it's steps. So you may want to take some steps to forgive. It might be something like forgiveness for me today means that I do not, every time I think about this person, I'm not going to think a curse word about them. I'm not going to wish harm upon them. That could be the beginning steps of forgiveness. Or you could say, today, I'm not going to think about this person. See, there are many ways you can start the process of forgiveness. It doesn't have to be immediate. And if you're not ready to go on that journey right now, don't feel bad if you're not willing, ready to take that. Then you shouldn't. You should take this journey when you are able, when you are ready, and when you are in a place where you're able to start the process of forgiving. So take your time to forgive. You also need to take some time for self-care. I know that sometimes, like, when I was going through a lot of things, I neglected me. And so I was worried about kids, I was worried about everybody else and everything else, but I forgot to think about myself. And here's the thing. You cannot be that role model or that person you want to be for your kids if you don't take care of yourself. You cannot be that rock that they can go to if you don't take care of yourself. So self-care is important. And you can do something small. Maybe self-care for you would mean you paint your nails. Maybe it means you buy bath salts and you take a long, relaxing bath. Maybe it means you go to the gym or you eat healthy or you do something for you. Take that hour to read a book or something. Whatever self-care is for you, take that time for self-care. And you can do it every day. I would say try to get in at least 15 to 20 minutes of self-care daily. Now, of course, I always like to take longer, but you know, if you are busy and have a lot on your plate, 10 to 15 minutes or even 20 minutes would be enough self-care for that day. But it's something you need to start doing, start working on, and take that time to meditate, take that time to relax, whatever it is for self-care, you need to do that. Another thing you need to do during this time is rediscover who you are. Because when you get married, you you lose yourself sometimes. And unless you are constantly doing your own thing, you and your husband, or you and your spouse, 
have times where you do things separately, you can lose yourself easily in your marriage. You can lose yourself in your kids. You can lose yourself in your job. It's easy to lose yourself in all these other things. Sometimes we are so busy with everything else that's going on in life, we forget who we are and what makes us happy. So during this time, it's time for you to spend some time to rediscover who you are. Spend some time with people who genuinely love you and care about you. Focus on your strengths because so many times, especially when you're going through difficult times, it's easy to focus on your weakness. It's easy to blame yourself. It's easy to say, I should have done better. Or, I'm a failure or this or that. But this is not the time for you to do that because you're not a failure. You did what you could do. And a lot of things, here's what we have to remember. So many times we forget that based on where we are in our experiences in life, we do the best we can with what we have. So maybe people from the outside looking in may be like, oh, but they didn't try. But based on what you had, you tried. No one knows what you did and what you didn't do. So you can't let that get to you. You have to focus on your strengths. And your strengths are you're a survivor. Your strengths are you are still here. Your strengths are you can get through this. There are many strengths that you have. So this is a good time while in therapy to focus on strengths and stroke it, focus on what you do and how these strengths can be a catalyst to help you as you get through your divorce. Rediscover how amazing you are. Think about how awesome you are because sometimes you can it's easy to forget that it's okay to look in the mirror and be like oh i look good today i like my hair i like this about myself start to like yourself again start to love yourself again and as you go through this process and you rediscover how amazing you are and how much you love yourself you'll be able to get through this and if you decide and when you decide to start another relationship you'll be whole because you are working on yourself at this point in time pamper yourself do something special for you. Make a point to do something special for you to remind yourself how amazing you are. Work on yourself. Sometimes we forget to work on ourselves. Don't focus so much and don't let all your energy go toward that person. Work on yourself and become the better person that you are meant to be. Work on your finances so that you can have the money and feel financially stable And as you go through this process. If my kids listen to this, they're definitely going to cringe because they tell me I never use these words right, but I'm just going to say it. Now, hopefully when I say it, people are still saying it, but if not, oh well, I'm sorry. I would say glow up, and glow up means that you just take time to pamper yourself, change your look, get a different hairstyle. You know how so many people I hear about people who get divorced and they get like revenge bodies. Now, I'm not going to say get a revenge body or anything, but I am going to say be happy with who you are. You know, become the person you want to be, the person you've always seen yourself being. Be that person. Go back to what you used to do. Have fun. Laugh. Spend some time with friends. Joke. You know, have fun. Be that person that you remember yourself being before and become better. Have fun. Do things and glow up. Another thing I would suggest is don't date immediately after a divorce. And here's why. You don't want to have a rebound relationship. You want to get into a relationship because love is out there. Just because one marriage did not work out or one relationship didn't work out does not mean the next one won't. Many people have had second marriages and they have been successful. And those statistics say that second marriages are not usually successful and that there's a greater chance of a divorce. And I agree with that. However, if you are taking time to get to know yourself and acknowledge your feelings and you're getting counseling 
and you're becoming a better version of yourself and you're learning more about you and who you are and your strengths and what you want to do with your life and you are taking care of you and you're working on your finances, then when you do get into another relationship and when you do get married again, you have a higher chance of success because you took that time to work on yourself and to find out things about yourself that maybe you didn't know before and that that you needed to work on. So that's why I say don't date immediately after divorce, but get to know yourself because the last thing you want is to have your heart broken or to be in a situation where you're mostly drained, you get yourself together again, or you don't take the time to heal and then you just go with someone else and rebound because all you're doing is taking the same baggage that you had with you into the next relationship and it doesn't matter who you marry you may have the same problems because you never took time to work on yourself and to get rid of all that baggage so that you don't carry it into the next relationship and finally allow yourself to heal healing is not always an easy thing it takes a long time and give yourself that time to heal don't rush it. Don't tell yourself, oh, I should be done with this. I should be over it. No, you shouldn't. You should give yourself the time to heal. Now, these are just some suggestions. But of course, I always, 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 always say that you need to see a counselor to help you and your kids get through this difficult time. Now, all of these things can help you to survive a divorce and enable you to come out of the situation a better version of yourself. The thing that I love the most about life, aside from being alive, is that life is made up of moments. So you have good moments, you have painful moments, but these moments do not last forever. The painful moments that you're going through right now is not gonna last forever. Your broken heart is going to mend and eventually you'll be able to move on and be happy again. The important thing to do this during this time is to take care of yourself and get the emotional help that you need. And don't let anyone tell you that or make you think that seeing a counselor is a thing that you should be ashamed of. No. I think if all of us at some point in our lives got to see a counselor or even talk to a counselor on a regular basis, do you know how much better we all would be? So definitely go see a counselor. It's very important that you see a counselor so that you'll be able to have the help of a therapist to help you work through your emotions during this time in an effective and productive way so that in the future, you will one day have that healthy and successful relationship that you're looking for. Now, there is life after a divorce. You can be happy after a divorce. You can find love after a divorce. So, if you or someone you know is going through a divorce, be encouraged and know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. The song that we are going to listen to today is called Broken Hearts. And it is about a woman who is going through a breakup and is realizing that one day she's going to be okay and that one day she will be happy again and will be able to smile. Here is the song, Broken Hearts. We used to laugh and have fun. I used to think you were the one. All this time I gave you my heart. I thought
end the podcast, I would like to thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I really enjoyed my time with you today, and it was awesome to spend this time talking to you. I also would like to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. If you know someone who's going through a divorce or someone who is thinking about a divorce, then this podcast is for them. So could you please do me a favor and go share this podcast with them? And while you're sharing the podcast, if you do not follow us on Spotify, go ahead, follow us on Spotify. Now, all of this is going to be in the show notes, so you're not even going to have to look for it. All you have to do is click on the link, and you will be able to follow us on Spotify. And you can also share this episode with a friend, all in one little click of a button. So go ahead and make sure you do that. I also want to remind you guys to please join our Facebook group because it's amazing. But it's not the same because we don't have you there. So come on over, join us on our Music and Therapy Facebook group. And there you can talk to me, we can chat, you can connect with me there. So that's the place to be. So join us and join me on the Music and Therapy Facebook group. And I also have that in the show notes too. So just click on it and you will be there and just join, okay? So go ahead and do that as well. And if there's anything that you want to talk to me about, there are many ways to contact me. And I have it in our show notes. It's under the section saying, join me on social media. So those are all the ways you can join me. Those are all the ways you can you can connect with me, contact me. It just takes a DM on Instagram. It just takes a message on Facebook. And I am there. Okay? So these are just ways you can connect with me. Guys, It is amazing talking to you. I think I told you everything that I wanted to tell you today. But if there's anything you want to tell me, just let me know by either sending me a message or by sending me a DM on Instagram. All right. That's all for me today. I think that's all I have to talk to you about. Yeah, that's all. So I will talk to you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the weather. Hopefully it's amazing where you are. And I will talk to you again next week. (laughs) Bye-bye. Cheated.